Welcome, listeners, to the world of weird and obscure sports. Join me and Connor as we prepare to bunt for a touchdown. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, MJ. Hello again, Connor. We're continuing on with our discussion on axe throwing. The throwing of axes. Yes. Uh, We've gone through the history. We've gone through the rules. Now we're just going to be talking about it and talking about current affairs and goings-on and just give our general impressions of the sport itself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, as a participant in axe throwing, I really do enjoy it. Well, I would be surprised if you participated if you didn't enjoy it. (laughs) Uh, I probably mentioned this uh, previously, but uh, just... It is definitely, like, a low barrier of entry for the sport, mm-hmm. but it's definitely, like, it takes time and practice to actually master it. And How long do you expect it, or do you uh, estimate that you practice in a given week? Oh, I'm definitely at an axe-throwing venue at least three times a week. Gasp, that's a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, I do spend a lot of time throwing axes. I'm still not that good. You are such a liar <laughs> over there. He frequently gets so we had talked about how a perfect game right was 64 he frequently gets like 55 52 that's still high yeah yeah, yeah. what is your position currently in your league that you throw in our league just uh, our league season just ended Uh uh-huh and where did you end on that leaderboard first (laughs) Uh uh-huh i'm not about to make this all about me all right um i mean we are having a podcast where you're one of the hosts you're kind of making it about you yeah but I don't want to make the sport just about my experience with the sport. I suppose that's fair. Don't want to brag, you know. So tell me about some other people's experience with the sport. Uh, from what I get, people really love the sport. Like, it's just something fun that they can do and like the fact that they can be competitive at something that, uh, you know, yes. they have fun doing. It's it's also been a great community for a lot of people. Oh, yeah? Uh, the axe throwing or axe fam. The Axe uh, fam. They have come together and stood by some, uh, you know, stood with each other and will, like, generally, like, support one another. And, uh, yeah? Just because they share this common, weird hobby of throwing axes. It's really wonderful to see. Do you have an example? <laughs> uh, I do have an, uh, a rather unfortunate recent example. Okay. Uh, where we lost one of our members, uh, Cece Schlechter recently passed away and she Aww. was a she was a axe thrower out of uh, Iowa. Okay. And uh the community has more or less banded together to show their love and support uh and help raise money for the family to help with funeral costs and whatever else they need. And there's been a social media movement called Sixes for CC. Oh. Uh where people have been throwing bullseyes in honor of her. So it's just it's just really nice to see but yeah, that's very sweet. <laughs> Other stuff like that where, like, venues are, you know, maybe falling on hard times because of pandemic reasons. People will band together and show support. Uh, if for new throwers, if people, like, you know, start asking questions, there's always at least 30 people out there willing <laughs> to give advice and help out new throwers and whatnot. And it's just, it is a sport that relies heavily on sportsmanship, and everyone is a good sport. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. There are no assholes in axe throwing. Maybe. There might be few and far between, but they're usually kept quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah? 
<laughs> At least I haven't really met anybody I would consider to be an asshole in the sport. Well, that's good. And uh, I, I travel around for this sport, too. Like, there are tournaments. and Yeah? where? Yeah. How far do you travel? What's the furthest that you've traveled? Uh, probably Oklahoma. Yeah? I was at uh, what's called the Angry Wood Open. Gasp! They open up Angry Wood? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, by the uh, Gotwood venue that's down there. That's hilarious. I know. They're they're great folks. I had a great time. They kept mispronouncing my name. but <laughs> Yeah? Tell me. Oh, we're not doing last names. I'm not doing last names, but they kept getting my last name wrong. Uh, it kind of became a running joke at that tournament. Now, my understanding is that it's been a running joke of your life. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, the that was a that was actually weird because that was actually an outdoor tournament. Right. So we talked a little bit about how most places are indoors in previous episodes. Um, what? Tell me about all the nonsense that happened because it was outside. So it was just you had to factor in weather. Mm-hmm. Like I never thought wind would make such a difference in you know how you throw or have to adjust for the wind. But, uh, yeah, like I would throw an axe and it would be, you know, I'd get set up, it'd be dead on to the bullseye and then the wind would blow and just push it into the forering. And it was just like, huh, guess I gotta make an adjustment on that one. Mm-hmm. But it was so cool just to be at that tournament and see all the different, uh, like venue owners and all the, all the people that have kind of branched off into their own business with axe throwing. Like there are custom handle makers, custom axe makers, uh, and it's, it's just, it was just phenomenal to see and be a part of. I really enjoyed my time there. And there, there's tournaments all over the country, um, California, uh, Washington, Texas, Texas has a bunch. Well, it's a big state. It's a big state. Florida has a few, Pennsylvania, Virginia, uh, Ohio, Missouri. Are there tournaments outside of the U.S.? Yes, there is, uh, a big tournament called the Canadian Open. That has kind of been postponed for some time because of the pandemic. Because of the COVIDs. Because of the COVIDs. Um, but yeah, again, it's a relatively new sport, so it's uh, you know it's still growing. So I'm sure more tournaments will open up as things go on. You got to open up different um, emotions of wood. Exactly. We need the we need the sad wood, the happy wood, um, the sneezy wood. Yeah. The, <laughs> the ambivalent wood. The ambivalent wood. I don't think that's the word I was looking for. Well, it's too late. It's the one that you used. We're opening up the ambivalent wood. And it all culminates to what we talked about last time, the World Axe Throwing Championship uh, that gets featured on ESPN. Yes, Um, and makes people confused. Yeah. Uh, That's been going on for a few years now. Uh, I think the first televised one was in 2018. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first... World Axe Throwing Champion being Benjamin Edgington. Benjamin Edgington. Yeah, I've met him. He's a good dude. His name is weird. Yeah. Well, he's called Benjamin the Edge Edgington. Oh, the Edge. Do you do you have an axe name? Like an axe. Like there's some people who are like the wolf and the edge. Do you have a... MJ, are, are you asking if I have an axe handle? Oh, I love it. Uh, I no, am I now. I am now asking you that. <laughs> Do you have an axe handle? No, I don't. <laughs> Sadness. Um, bit anticlimactic yeah. after that amazing pun. <laughs> and then after him came Sam Carter in 2019. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, 2020 was Ryan Smith, who wrote the book on axe throw. <laughs> he literally wrote the book. Yeah, he wrote uh, The Perfect Throw. The Perfect Throw. Yeah, I actually have a copy of that. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. It's helpful. Is I, it? I encourage people that want to you know, up their game to you know, read it. Now, hold on. We're not sponsored by them. No, we're not. (laughs) So tell me how it's helpful. It just, it highlights uh, certain things about your throw that you may not even be aware of doing. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, it emphasizes the importance of consistency and uh, practice. And I think he said that, you know, before a tournament, he will practice like every day for six hours. Like, okay, I can't do that. Jesus Christ, yeah. (laughs) It was, it may not have been that, but it was some kind of like ridiculous amount of time dedicated just throwing axes because... At some point, your arm gets tired, or it just becomes... How much wood do you go through throwing that many axes? uh, A lot, I would imagine. So, I I don't know if our listeners know, um, you are known in some of the places that you frequent for destroying axe targets. Yeah, yeah, especially with big axe. Um, And a lot of that has to do because I I started throwing on pine boards, which is a, a harder wood than most axe throwing venues use. What do most axe throwing venues use? Cottonwood seems to be the popular choice. Okay, so why why was this venue using pine wood, and what really makes the difference between the two? The, this, the venue I started at was is not affiliated with any league that I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was using pine, I think, just because it was available and cheap. I don't know. They were they were a new venue, so they were just you know finding their feet and whatnot. So they were just like using whatever they could. Yeah, I got okay. them to switch to cottonwood after some time. Oh, okay. Um, but because I, I was throwing on pine, and I needed to throw a little harder to get the axe to stick into the target. Mm. And I wasn't using great axes to start with either. Okay. Um, so what makes a great axe? Sharp. <laughs> G- got it. Cool. Yep. Uh, so I would just have to throw really hard, and that's, that's just kind of how I've adopted. And with big axe, uh, I don't have you know, the the best big axe ever. Because like, when I started throwing a big axe, I, I dropped a lot. Mm-hmm. And so to make up for that, I just started throwing really hard. Okay. Uh, which worked. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it would. Uh, so, yeah. So, and now that I just do that, that's just how I throw now. And when I go to venues and throw big axe, uh, I yeet. I just yeet my axe. You yeet. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. Um, anyway, so Ryan Smith, 2020 world champion, wrote the book on the perfect throw. Uh-huh. Uh, and then most recently, Mike Philibaum is the 2021 world axe throwing champion. He holds Mike, the title right now. Mike Philibaum. Yep. He's da bomb. He's da bomb. That makes sense. Yeah, and the, oftentimes when people, like, will win, like, an axe trophy, they will, uh, what's known as sending it. They send it. What does that mean? They throw it at the target. What? Why? What? Tradition. <laughs> so, so are the are the trophies made to be able to stick? Uh, they definitely do. Whether or not that's their intention is, uh, I don't know. But they they are axes, and I'm guessing they are sharp to a degree. Oh, all right. When I was, uh, was watching the World Championships, um, and they were definitely like throwing the trophies. All right. At least it did for duels and big acts. I, I I didn't watch the end of Hatchet. I had to I had to leave, unfortunately. You had to leave? Yeah, I had a flight. <clears throat> Another great way the community has banded together became, uh, happened in 2020 because, you know, 
if we all remember 2020. Yeah. There was kind of a pandemic going around. And what? a lot of places had to shut down. And yeah, so, because a lot of these places are local, aren't they? Yeah. And so the league itself was kind of at a loss for, you know, what are we going to do? And a couple throwers came together and made Quaddle. Quaddle? The Quarantine Axe Throwing League. I... Okay. <laughs> so basically what it was is uh, people would just kind of live stream their games over the community and oh! uh, basically just sh- uh, go ag- compete against one another. Gotcha. Because they couldn't do it in their venue. So wait, so they would set up their own like at home? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'll be honest. This was a point in my axe throwing career where i was still outside looking in oh okay so i couldn't i didn't really know what was happening with that i just knew it was a thing that was happening okay it was super funny like i wanted to join axe throwing uh at the start of 2020 that's the time to that's not the time to do anything it's not the time to do anything but i didn't know (laughs) you didn't know that there was a pandemic yeah couldn't uh couldn't predict that. Uh, I suppose that's fair. Most yeah. of us didn't. Uh, but th- there's also been an extension of Waddle called the World Knife Throwing League. Oh, yeah. Tell me about the World Knife Throwing League. Wictal? Wactal? Wictal, Wactal. Wactal. I like Wactal. Uh, they throw knives. <laughs> they have uh, you know slightly different targets, but kind of the same scoring scheme. Okay. Uh, they also have to throw at like different... Uh, distances. Okay. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't do that much research in this because this was an axe throwing episode, not a knife throwing episode. You know, so. I suppose that's fair. It's not a throwing sharp objects episode. Right. But uh, it's it's cool as an expansion. There was uh, a little... People weren't too pleased that when it was started, they, could, they were only allowed to use Waddle-approved knives or like... These wa- these certain knives that were made by Waddle. So. Oh, so they were like branded knives? Yeah. Like Has that own- changed? Uh, I mean, people might s- still be upset about it, but it's... They're just, not a- they're just not as vocal about it anymore? Yeah, it's just like, well, yeah, we made our complaints. Move on. Oh, I was more asking, like, has the rule changed? Oh, no. Um, not that I'm aware of. Uh, again, I'm not a knife thrower, so I don't really pay attention. But based on the rules changes that they've announced, it still seems like you can only use waddle branded knives they have released different knives uh i don't know if they're allowed to be used in competition Mm -hmm. uh it'd be weird if they weren't but you know i mean waddle has released axes that couldn't be used in competition before yeah exactly that was gonna be my my follow-up um so can they truly be waddle branded knives if they're wictal well, they they are they are Wictel branded, but it's the uh, same company as Waddle. So gotcha. W K T L. Wactel. Wactel. Wictel. Wactel. <laughs> They're not part of the the um, Lumberducks, though. Not part of the Lumberducks because they don't waddle. They, they whack. Waddle. They whack. They're part of the the wacky ducks. The whack and waddle team. <laughs> yes. Let's say as of. As of this recording, mm-hmm. there has only been one official perfect game uh, in duels throwing. One? one? Oh my god, who? It is from the uh, beautifully named Two Dudes, One Bull team. One Bull? One Bull. Like B-U-L-L? Yes. Do they, do they own a bull together? 
well, they were throwing at one bull. Oh, one bull's eye. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So this is this is we're going on a tangent now. Mm-hmm. Are you prepared? Ready. Why is it called a bullseye? Don't know. Do you uh, have the internet? I, okay, yeah, I'll look it up. You yes, because so it doesn't. I guess it looks like an eye, but like I suppose it looks kind of like a cartoon bull's eye when like they get really really mad because someone's waving red in front of them. Um, but otherwise, it doesn't really look like a bull. Like, why isn't it like? Why isn't it like a chicken eye or like a pork eye? The term originated with 1880s shooting competitions in England. Okay. Either from the idea that the black circle in the middle of the target looks like the eye of a bull or possibly a five shilling coin that was popularly called a bull's eye. Oh, I'm going to choose to believe that second one. Yeah. But that is uh, the first result that Google pops up when you say, why is it called a bull's eye? Thank you, Google. <laughs> All right. So um, so two two dudes, one bull? Two dudes, one bull. Uh, there have been, there have probably been more instances of perfect games in like practice. Mm-hmm. But, but not like scored and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when did they score this perfect game? Oh, it was back before they made the the bullseye rule change and made the bullseye smaller. Oh, so they did it on the big bullseye. Yeah, so maybe slight asterisks on that record. I don't know. but Oh, you don't know? You sound like you know. You sound like you're throwing shade on the two dudes <laughs> with the one bull because they had a big bull. <laughs> yeah, well, they've done it. Good for them. Uh, you don't sound bitter or anything. I mean, I, I know them personally. I don't oh, gotcha. Too much shade at them. I mean, the fact that you know them personally probably means that you should throw a lot of shade. It's it's an impressive feat. Like I've tried, you know, just trying to get two axes. Like I have a duels partner, and we try to get, you know, both of our axes sticking to the five ring, and that's difficult most of the time. So, what's your duels team name? Uh, eat my axe. Uh, my understanding is that a lot of team names are uh. They're pretty suggestive, yeah. Yeah. There is a, I believe there's one team out there called uh, Friends Without Benefits. Do they not have benefits? I mean, they're probably not the benefits that we're thinking about. Oh. I know, here, I can pull up some duels names. and we. Can yes, please. That. Let's let's discuss them. It just seems odd that you would, like, broadcast. That? Anyway, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> you would broadcast. That you would broadcast. As we're broadcasting. All right, I got some team names for you. Okay, I'm excited for these team names. Tell me, what are some team names? We got uh, Your Mom's Favorite Team. Okay. Bros Before Hoes. Okay. Slapping Cheeks. Okay. Bulls on Parade. Bulls on Parade, I like. Uh, Handsome and Griddle. Okay. I like that one. I mean, so far these are just um, crude names. Touch and Tips. That's better. That's better. I like that. Uh, whack attack. That's I like that one. <laughs> Street meat. Not not that one as much. Like it's funny, but like it's not a pun. Hashtag stop foot shaming. Are people foot shaming? Maybe some people are. Who uh, is foot shaming? How dare you? <laughs> Whoever is foot shaming, look, your feet aren't nice either. Oh, there, there's two dudes, one bull. Uh huh. Deep six. Deep six. I like. Flick them and stick them. That I like. That I like. I. It's a good pun. Um, oh, I like this one. Girthquake. That's not a great pun. 
It's not an axe pun, I suppose. I don't think, I don't think these, a lot of these names are meant to be solely axe puns. They're but that's just, the uh... fun part. <laughs> All right, so we've got some team names. Um, we've got some people names. We've got some axe handles. Uh, we got some world records. Ooh, tell me about some world records. So these are from the Waddle website, and they were keeping track of some records that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most consecutive bullseyes goes to Lucas Johnson at 11. 11 consecutive bullseyes. Yes. Th- these are, I'll say, these are the records as they stand today as of this recording. Right. Uh, the smallest bullseye hit was an eighth of an inch. Wait, so that's, like, they just, isn't a bullseye one size? Well, I'm sure they just put a smaller dot at the center of the target and try to hit that. All right. That's an eighth of an inch, also done by Lucas Johnson. That is tiny. It sounds like Lucas Johnson just got in with the people that are making these world records. (laughs) I suppose if you're, like, really good at axe throwing, you're going to have several. Yeah, or, I mean, if you're the only one that's really attempting these. uh. That's also fair. (laughs) Longest bullseye. Longest bullseye. Yeah, it was 30 feet and 3 inches by Jeff Schisler. Did he just, like, keep scooting back inch by inch? Probably. I mean, that's how I would do it. Because that seems, like, 30 feet, if you were going to put a period at the end of 30 feet, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But you were, like, 30 feet and 3 inches. And I was like, that's... So ran- To be fair, all of the measurements in this entire sport are so random. Sport, get your measurements to be normal. We also have most axes thrown at the same target by the most throwers. Well, I mean, in theory, couldn't you just throw, like, a ton at one target? You just make a big target? I'm guessing these are all done on official waddle targets. Well, yeah, but, like, you could throw it at the target. Uh, anyway, it was six axes. Uh, done by Kristen Moeller, Mark Mirasol, Richard Lynn, George Santori, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, Yesenia Milo, and Bree Wested. Now, did all of those axes stick? I would imagine they did. Now, it doesn't say that in the record. It doesn't. Uh, here's a weird one. Okay. Uh, most points scored in one minute while hula hooping. While hula hooping. That sounds like someone wanted to set a world record and picked one that no one else had done. Sorry if you're the person that did it. I'm throwing a little bit of shade on you. <laughs> well, apologies to Kirsten Muller or Kristen Muller for that shade. But that's 52 points. And honestly, that's impressive to do oh, while wow. hula hooping. That's, that's like a whole game. Yeah. I'm guessing it was a whole game. Oh, well, actually, actually that's in one minute, so... Right, but you did, like, a whole minute in one game. I rescind my shade. I'm yeah. sorry, Kristen. It's an impressive feat. I'm I'm very sorry, Kristen. I rescind my shade. It sounds like most points scored in a minute is the more intense part of that. Yeah. Uh, most axes simultaneously thrown at a target. 406. Most axes. Okay, so wait. So that's most axes simultaneously thrown at their own individual targets. Yes. Okay, because I was thinking it was the same as our last <laughs> one, and I was like, um, like I said, you could just throw axes at a target. No, that this happened on uh, axe throwing day. Axe throwing day. June thirteenth on twenty twenty. Okay. 
Um, I'm not going to read out the names of all the throwers. No, that's a lot. That's a lot. But it happened in over five countries and over 400 axes. Wait, how do we, how do we know that they were all simultaneously thrown? Uh, I think it was recorded by each venue that was participating uh, and the throwers participating in it. Was it live? And they, yeah. Okay. And they uh, like, like synchronized their watches and like, oh my we're goodness. going to throw it this time and it's going to like, we're going to pick the exact minute. And <laughs> that sounds like they definitely weren't all in the air at the same time. Maybe not, but still like, you know. It's, it's still impressive. It's still cool. I bet that was a great photo op. <laughs> it's kind of like when you convince a whole bunch of people to jump in the air at the same time. No one's all in the air at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. I really love the sport. I think it's, it's fun. It's full of great people. It, uh, I mean, you're in it, Connor, so obviously it's full of great people. <laughs> All right. Well, no, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, can, I can hear the joy in your voice when you talk about it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I also, I really love just, like, the, the custom stuff that comes from it, like, the, all the neat handles and neat axes that people make. So It's really an art. It, it sounds like it. So, Connor had mentioned some of the cool custom items that come out of... Uh, the axe throwing community and in the MJ creative store, we do have custom axe sheaths that are available. So I'm going to encourage you guys to go there. Anything else as we're winding down here, Connor? Uh, I've got really nothing much more to say. What do you think of the sport now that you've learned all there is to learn about it? That I've learned all there is to know. It seems like it's a cool community. It's got a cool history. It's an emerging sport. Um, yeah, it seems it seems pretty enjoyable. And also, I'm going to keep picturing our wonderful ducks. <laughs> the waddle ducks. The waddle ducks. The lumber ducks. Lumber ducks. That was it. <laughs> That's the new mascot of axe throwing. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll see you next month with a new sport. See ya. See ya.